Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Kelly Pitts. Kelly has always been fascinated with the art of healing, but never in her wildest dreams did she think that after spending countless hours in freezing bio and chemistry labs, she'd be curing women in the area of femininity. Still, somewhere between storing away her study books and sharing intimate details with thousands of women in her online community about what it was like being raised in a narcissistic environment, she found her one true purpose in life, femininity. She believes that in a way her upbringing was a blessing in disguise. While the constant battling stole her self-identity at a very young age, she was still able to find herself on a long and rewarding healing journey. And now she's a truly trusted voice of her generation. So I am super excited to welcome Kelly Pitts to the show. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, Sarah, for having me on. I'm excited about this too. Well, I've been following you for quite a while now, and I really love your Instagram and everything you do. But before we get into that, please just share with my listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got to being the femininity doctor. So sure. My name is Kelly Pitts, um, and I'm known as the femininity doctor. And I always find it interesting when people ask me, how did you get into femininity? Because I'm like, well, femininity is my purpose. It's not something I necessarily picked. You know, purpose comes from God. Um, and so um, I, I would say that everything I've ever been through has prepared me to be the femininity doctor. You know, uh, it's, it's a combination of my educational background, um, my experiences by way of um, being raised in a narcissistic environment and really being stripped of my identity at such a young age. And by the age of 18, realizing that there was something really wrong you know, on the inside. And thankfully, I didn't ignore that. You know, I did the only thing I knew how to do, which was start praying and, and seeking God and asking God to, you know, restore me as a woman and, you know, um, make me someone who I could be proud of and who everyone around me could be proud of. And so after a 14 year healing journey, I realized that I wasn't just healing, I was reclaiming my femininity. And so um, that's how I came to be the femininity doctor. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I mean, that is fascinating. I know that growing up with a narcissistic parent, you know, that can really change a lot of things as you're growing up. And, it, and it's different to growing up in a healthy home environment, I guess. Oh, yeah. What do you think were the, the main things from that that you learned, I guess, growing up in that environment? You know what I learned? I, um, one of the biggest things that I learned was that your parents are who they are. Their pain is not your pain and who they are and what they've chosen to do with their lives um, doesn't have to define you forever. You know, so many people hold on to anger, pain and resentment from their childhood. And I'm like, you know, you, you have a choice. You can 
break these generational curses by being very intentional about self-reflecting accountability and healing, or you can continue on this path and ultimately become like your parents and then keep these curses flowing through you know, your bloodline and then what will your life have been for? So that's what I learned. I'm not my parents, I'm my own person and I get to write my own love story through accountability, healing and self-reflecting. I love that. It's so empowering to hear. I guess as an adult, we can process these thoughts. But as a child, you know, quite often we, we look at our parents as being right and we don't even question them a lot of the time because we assume because they're parents, they've got authority, they must be right. So what happened with you to sort of make you question what was actually happening? You know what? Um, we all have this, uh, this inborn program. Some would call it instincts. We all have instincts. You know, these are our God-given instincts, right? And whether you can clearly identify what a problem is or not, you know that by way of your instincts, something isn't right about what this person is telling me to do. And it doesn't matter if they're my parents, you know, because of my own um, connection to myself and God, I know that this isn't right. And I'm not going to allow this to consume my life and take me down the wrong path because you're my parents. I mean, and so that's really what it was for me, realizing that something isn't right about some of the things that I'm experiencing um, because of how it makes me feel, number one. And number two, it's not adding value. It's not producing the right kind of fruit. It's, it's producing depression. It's uh, producing um, pain. It's producing anger you know, and how was this right? And so that's what it was for me. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I think that's amazing at the age of 18 that you are learning to listen to your instinct because a lot of people growing up in toxic environments are so used to not trusting their instinct because they've been told maybe they're wrong or their self-esteem has been battered so much that they don't trust that they're getting it right. So to be able at you know, a young age, 18, be able to go, no, I'm going to trust that is, is really powerful, Kelly. Yeah, 1000%. I'm so grateful that God chose me and said, I have something different for you. I need you to trust me, though. This path is going to look like unlike anything you've ever experienced, unlike anything anyone in your bloodline has ever experienced but I need you to do this for me. I don't want you to go down this path. There's nothing there for you. Gosh, that is incredible. So when you talk about femininity, tell me and explain to my listeners, what do you mean by femininity? So if you look at Webster's definition of femininity, it's, it says something like, you know, um, traits that are typically characteristic of a female. You know, and I'm like, well, that doesn't really answer the question. I think if anything, that leaves more women confused right and so I said okay how did you reclaim your femininity why don't you why don't you recall that and come up with your own definition and so when I say femininity I mean an, a woman's understanding of her nature right that inborn system that you were given at birth right and an ability to operate connect and operate um, in that at all times and so when we think about from a natural, biological, and, you know, and a biblical standpoint, you know, who a woman is, you know, things like nurturance, 
positive impact, you know, inspiration, great keepers of the home, you know, and healthy submission to, you know, a healthy uh, man who's doing the right things. That defines femininity for me, that gentility, that nurturance, that supportiveness, you know, that positive inspiration to yourself, your loved ones in your community, you know, and that true connection to your God-given intuition. So that true connection to yourself. It's such a beautiful thing, femininity, when you can tap into it, isn't it? How can it help? For my listeners who are going through a really tough time, I mean, a lot of people listening right now will have had their heart broken. Maybe they've been betrayed. Maybe, you know, they're just coming out of a long-term relationship and really feeling stuck and struggling to even rediscover who they are because they've compromised so much maybe during a long relationship, looking after everybody else, whether that was an ex or all the kids or everybody else coming first, as we often do, right? So, How can tapping into your femininity help pull you through those times? You know what? Um, I always say this in my books and my courses, you know, we're here, we're all here um, to get to mastery level. And so when a woman understands that she's not exempt from the human experience because she's a woman and that the only way to get to mastery level is through trial by fire, she starts to actually appreciate the people who um, come into her life and essentially hold the mirror to her face. A lot of people, you know, we are talking about women, so I'll stick to women. A lot of women really resent their experiences. You know, they resent the people or the men they've dated. And I'm like, well, actually, if you're connected to yourself, you're connected to human life and the experiences we all, all need. And so, if you understand that, you know, that crazy ex or that person who abused you or that narcissist who took advantage of you actually came into your life to teach you something you needed to know about yourself so that you can ascend to the highest level possible before you leave this earth, you start to appreciate those experiences instead of um, becoming resentful. And the only way to get to mastery level, the only way to get to the other side of pain and brokenness is by experiences. We learn who we are as feminine beings by experiencing other people. So there's no need to stop or be afraid of that. Keep going. You need to know something about yourself. And when you finally get, you know, all of the resources you need, you know, you'll find that love and that happiness and you'll actually be very grateful. Yeah, I love that because I think when you fight things and you fight, you know, and you think, gosh, why did this happen to me? What's wrong with me? Asking those sort of what I call hamster wheel questions because they take you round and round in circles and you never really get the answers. And even if they do, they don't help you move forward. Then, you know, it's keeping you stuck. But actually, I love that perspective of saying, you know what, this is happening to me for a reason and this is going to make me stronger. But I guess you've got to learn the lessons, right, from what's happened to you because otherwise you might be open to repeating those same mistakes again, do you think? 1000%. I think you said it perfectly. There's no need to fight the flow of anything that's happening in your life. How will you really know, you know, what's truly meant for you if you're too afraid to experience life and you need those mistakes? Here's what I like to say a lot of people want to get to love, happily ever after, wealth, whatever it is that they aspire to, but they're too afraid to make mistakes. And I'm like, wouldn't you rather make mistakes while you're here? learn from those things, you know, because when you're here, the downfall is much greater. So if you just receive that while you're here, you will live a much more abundant life when you ascend to this level, 
So just be grateful and appreciative and know this isn't the end. I just got yeah. better as a woman. I just got stronger. I just got more um, knowledgeable. I just got wiser. There's nothing wrong. Nothing has destroyed me. It's only built me up. I'm fine. I love that attitude. And it is very much of looking at the positive learnings and that everything is happening for a reason and serves a purpose. And that even though it may really hurt, you know, and I'm sure you've, you've found this too, you know, I definitely have. When you look back in life and you go, gosh, if I hadn't been through that experience, say 10 years ago, I would have struggled to cope with what just happened to me just now, right? Um, absolutely. <laughs> That's so good. I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah, absolutely. 1,000%. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's fabulous because then as you start to get older, and I'm a lot older than you, Kelly, but as we go on, you look back in life, you think, oh my goodness, I now really understand the reason why I, for example, when I was 24, um, I lost my first business. I set my first business up at 21 and at 24, uh, the Twin Towers um, happened, you know, and I was flying a lot of American speakers over to the UK to put on big events. And wow. overnight they canceled. Everyone was at canceling events, pulling out of events. And so for me, it meant my team, we had eight people in an office in London. I was only 24, but it was going really well. And then suddenly that happened tragically. And, you know, it was a horrendous event. But, you know, obviously it had repercussions for so many people around the world, which were tragic. For me, I, one of those reasons was I lost my business overnight. And for me, I was in so much pain and it was, you know, the end of my little world, and my business. So actually now, having gone through that and then set up several businesses since, I now look back and think, gosh, if I hadn't have gone through that and all the trauma that that brought, there's no way I would have been able to get through some of the other challenges you have when you run a business, right? So... Yeah, there's so many things that happen in life, which with hindsight, you look back and go, actually, you know what? I can see why that happened because it made me stronger because I learned from it. Absolutely. Um, I love what you just said too. Um, where would you be today had you not experienced what you experienced when the Twin Towers fell, right? It's not that you um, didn't experience um, hardship or similar hardships again. It's just that because of what happened back in 2001, now whatever you experience that's quite similar, you, you handle with much more grace. And that's the point. Yeah. I think also, do you think that it's because you know you can get through it because you've done it before? Yes, for sure. I for think sure. having that faith, that belief, like I, I don't really know how I'm going to do it again, but because I've done it before, I know that I can survive it. And I think that's the same with breakups, heartache, grief, anything that life throws you, you know, surviving a toxic relationship, abuse. If you've been through it, then really, you know, getting through other things seems, you know, less of a struggle when you compare it to the hardship maybe you've been through. thousand percent. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, so I guess a lot of people listening are thinking, well, this is really great, Kelly. The thing is, I'm super scared to date because I don't want to get hurt again because, you know, how am I going to navigate that roller coaster of getting out there again? So I know you talk a lot on your Instagram, which I'm obsessed by, by the way. So I recommend everyone go follow you, the Femininity Doctor on Instagram, because you do awesome reels and stuff. I love it. Thank but you. You know, could you share some of your tips? I know you have a lot of them, but you know, maybe your top three tips for getting back out there dating for my listeners. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? 
If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as The Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control, and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life, and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. But yeah, could you share some of your tips? I know you have a lot of them, but you know, maybe your top three tips for getting back out there dating for my listeners. So what I would tell any woman is first and foremost, um, whatever you've experienced that, that you think has broken your heart, I guarantee that it only equips you for something that's much better for you anyway. You know, we make that guy or those guys who let us down are everything when really it's just like, if you only knew what was waiting for you, if you exercise more faith and bravery, those guys will feel like nothing, you know, when you meet those guys who are more serious about love and commitment, perhaps. Also, um, don't leave yourself out of the process. We think that we're better than the people we attract. Like, oh, all I attract is, you know, um, guys who aren't serious about anything or who don't really want relationships and long-term commitments. Well, it's like, okay, well, if you're attracting nothing but unavailable men or men who are hurtful, I'm not saying that you're a bad person, but you've got to look within and figure out what it is about you that keeps bringing that to your front doorstep in the first place. I see a lot of women uh, struggle with uh, self-reflection and accountability. And it's the reason why they keep on attracting the same thing because they haven't figured out what it is about them that causes them to attract certain people. When you figure that out and when you acknowledge it and work on it, you'll notice that you become better. And the better you become, the better you attract. So that's second. And then third, like I said, if you stop going, if you stop loving, if you stop trusting, what's the alternative? You're just going to sit still for the rest of your life? Truly, I don't think women really um, consider the alternative. So if you stop trusting, if you stop going, if you stop loving, what's the alternative? You're going to sit in your house, you know, with your cat under a blanket by the window and never get out there because, oh, it's safe here, but it's also not fulfilling at the same time. Love is risky. Everybody's been hurt. You are not exempt from the human experience. Count it all joy and keep on moving. And I promise you, once you keep going, you'll get better, you'll attract better, and you'll be glad that you did. I love that. The better you become, the better you attract. So I absolutely love that. That's so true. Really resonates. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, I got excited. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. For no other reason, keep going because of that. If you want to give up on life, consider that and decide to keep going. I know that the better I become, the better I uh, attract. 
well, in order for me to become better, I need to be experiencing life and, and I need to be experiencing life through other people. You know, my greatest teachers have been um, the men I've dated. They've been my best teachers. And even though they have, I'm like, women are so, you know, hard on men. They're people too. They're learning too. My best teachers have been my romantic spouses. And ultimately, all of them showed me something I did not know I was struggling with. You know, I'm thinking there's nothing wrong with me. No, these men really showed me who I was. And they prepared me to for my one, for my ultimate one. The better I became, the better I attracted. And they were all great teachers. And when that one guy was done teaching me that lesson that I needed, that season ended, and I learned to accept those seasons with more grace instead of, I want to stay stuck in this season. No, whatever he was supposed to teach you, you got it. Allow yourself to go on now because there's an even greater guy waiting on you. Absolutely. I love this. I love it. It's so true. And also it goes back, I guess, to that concept we talked about earlier where, you know, you've been through it once you can get through it again. So staying at home, as you said, with your cat under your blanket, you know, <laughs> you might get hurt, but you've got through it before and you can get through it again. Now, you touched on something there. You talked about romance. Now, this word can really put the fear into people coming out of, you know, heartbreak. You know, how do you get romantic after maybe your confidence is low or you're just not sure about yourself? What are your top tips for that, Kelly? Well, you know what, after a breakup or, you know, any separation, I think there needs to be a reset period anyway. You don't have to get right back out there. You know, maybe take a month or two to yourself and process, you know, all of the things that happened in the relationship and the role you played in the relationship. Don't just reflect on what the guy did wrong, how he could have been better. A relationship is about two people showing up. So somewhere along the way, there's probably something you could have been doing better too. Take about a month or two to yourself to really hit the reset button, right? Really recommit to the things or find new things that make you feel like yourself. You know, anytime I went through a breakup, I, I took up like a, a hobby, like, okay, uh, rock climbing. I know I like to be in nature. I know I like to be active. So I'm like, okay, if I, if I fell away from that, um, because of the relationship, I would recommit to the things that made me feel like myself or find something new that I knew I would like. So, so taking time to reset, finding hobbies that make you feel like yourself or exploring new hobbies, you know, it might teach you something, right, that you didn't know about yourself. So those are some really helpful tips, I think, too. Um, and journaling, always journaling, because it's so helpful to have like that piece of literature that you can always refer back to, right? You're like, okay, in my last relationship, I noticed this about my partner and myself, right? Well, maybe two relationships down the line, you can look back on your relationships and the things you've written down and you can notice a pattern with the men you attract and yourself. And that helps you also keep on working on some not so great habits and traits that don't serve you. So self-reflecting, getting in tune with yourself or reclaiming who you are via hobbies and interests and journaling, keeping a rap sheet of who you are, what you're attracting so that you can always be moving forward because you're addressing those toxic traits, right? Because you, you're looking at it, right? You're like, okay, this happened in this relationship, this relationship, and this relationship. 
how can I make sure that I don't do that again? So those things. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And then say you have met somebody, right? And you've met that person that you think, oh, this could be good. Have you got some advice for getting started in that relationship? Yes, sure. The new guy is not the last guy. But so many women go into relationships with the end in mind. They don't really go into relationships in good faith. And everything they fear ends up materializing, right? Versus what if I went into this relationship with my arms and my eyes so wide open and excited um, instead of going in like, oh, you know, this reminds me of what happened in my last relationship. Nope, he's got to be a narcissist too. Or no, he did that one thing that one of my exes previously did. So this must mean that he's a cheater too, right? And it's like, actually, maybe not you haven't healed that wound. And so it's just continuing to show up in your, in your mind. And maybe it has nothing to do with any previous relationship at all. So really try to judge any and every guy on an individual basis as you would want to be judged. Think about if a guy came um, to, into a relationship with you and, you know, maybe you did this one thing with your, with your nails whenever you were um, nervous. And he might say, My ex used to do that with her nails and she was pissed at me. So you must be mad about something. You're always mad about something. You're like, no, I'm a little nervous because I like you. Do you understand what, how important it is for people to judge one another on an individual basis? So that's really important. I love that because quite often we do, don't we? We just take the baggage and take it along with us and then actually sabotage relationships that could actually be the right guy, a perfect match, someone that you can work work your, your sort of magic with and have a really successful relationship. So yeah, that is super important. Are there any other things we should avoid doing when we get together with someone new? Like talking about the past, I guess that's gotta be a bit of a pitfall. Yes, uh, I always talk to women about intelligent emotional expression. You're not wrong for feeling the things that you feel and thinking the things that you think, but just because you feel it and think it doesn't mean it's accurate. And so many women think that uh, the world has to make like excuses or grant them amnesty because, uh, oh, you're a woman, so you're naturally emotional. Oh, that's not true. You can really take your emotional trauma into a relationship and run a really great guy off because he's probably thinking, you know what, I've done too much work on myself and I don't think that you and I are on the same um, page. Um, What I always encourage women to do is if you're struggling emotionally, if you're struggling with trust, take some time to really write down what it is that you're feeling. Spend 24 to 48 hours with those feelings before you address your partner, right? Because if you spend time with your feelings, it gives you an opportunity to say, you know what, actually, that's not what, um, that's not what this is about at all. You know what, now that I've had some time to look at this and think about this, you know, I'm reading this list and I'm like, that's not, that, that has nothing to do with this guy. This is about a childhood trauma. This is about my mother. This is about my father, right? So always exercising emotional intelligence, writing down your feelings, spending time with them. And then when you actually go to express yourself to your partner, if it has anything to do with the other person at all, vowing to remain calm and then inviting them to give you some feedback too. I love that because it's so common, isn't it? And and when you take time out to think about things, actually it can really de-intensify that, can't it? As you get that perspective 
And you start actually seeing your own self in that, thinking, right, okay, well, I can see where maybe I'm over-exaggerating or putting my own fears into this. So I think yeah. that's really good advice. Really good. Yes. You know, there are going to be so many people listening to this. They're like, where can I find out more about Kelly? So tell us, where can we find out more and how can people work with you too? So if you just, everything is uh, in my Instagram bio. So if you just go to my Instagram handle at thefemininitydoctor.com, all of it is spelled out, femininity and doctor. Um, so the femininity doctor, um, and there's a link tree in my bio. So you can find my courses, my books, my one-on-one -on -one calls you can schedule, um, and my YouTube channel, which is going to be a really, really big deal. You know, podcasting, as you know, um, is truly one of the best ways to get your voice heard these days. And so I am going to be launching my night shows on YouTube, November 2nd. So link tree in my Instagram bio is where you can find my books, my courses, and anything else you want to know about me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I have one final question for you, Kate, that of I course. ask all my guests, all of my course. guests. Sure. So my podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important to know what happiness is for you so that you can spot it and enjoy it, even though you might be going through some challenging times. So what is happiness for you, Kelly? Happiness for me is a connection to who I was put here to be. So my feminine self and knowing and understanding of my purpose and really just having peace and positivity um, no matter what. I think when you get to a place of no matter what's going on, I can find the joy in it. I believe that's how you know you've reached a place of happiness. Absolutely. I love that answer. And thank you so much for giving such incredible advice. It's been fascinating talking to you. Thank you, Kelly, for being such a fabulous guest. You're welcome. And one more thing, it just came to me. I don't know why I forgot, but you know, it's something I recently came to understand about happiness. Um, when you can give other people grace, especially in trying situations where you can look at them and say, I'm not mad. I actually understand you know, my heart goes out to you. I think that's another way you um, know that you tapped into real happiness, not judging other people, but actually opting into loving and understanding them first. Oh, I love that. I really do. For sure. Thank you, Kelly. That another gem from you to add to, to everything else you shared with us. Thank you so much for being our guest today. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to head on over to Kelly's Instagram, The Femininity Doctor, to find out all about her courses, her new YouTube show coming out very, very soon. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.